Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Bob, this is the Tell It Like It Is radio show. This is a live broadcast, unless you're listening to it on the podcast later, but we are broadcasting live from the studios of KDIX uh, AM station in Dickinson, North Dakota. And we are broadcasting live on the AM station, broadcasting live on the KDIX website, and also broadcasting live on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. So there's three different ways you can listen to this program tonight, and you can text me, tell me how you're listening. Also, I, I love the interaction, too. If you text me questions, um, you know, concerns, uh, you've got questions about what I'm saying tonight, going to be a program that will be um, I hope, hopefully very thought-provoking. That's my desire. But text me 701-290-7862. That's 701-290-7862. And you can also email me, like someone just did from the Philippines, 
And that email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com. robertsimons58 at gmail.com. I believe the first two people that communicated with me tonight were Timothy, driving on his way to somewhere in Minnesota, and Stormy, who is listening in the Philippines. So I have those two that have let me know, but please, um, throughout the program, use those numbers, um, 701-290-7862 and or robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Now, just to tell you who I am, if you're tuning in for the very first time, I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota. It's located at 501 Elks Drive. Our next service is Wednesday night at 7.30. But we also have um, satellite churches, daughter churches, one in Beach, North Dakota. That's 60 miles to the west. That has We have service there Tuesday night at 7.30. And then we also have a church in Bowman, which is about 80 miles or 75 miles to the southwest. And that is... We have service there Thursday nights at uh, right on Main Street in Bowman, a uh, little storefront church there, and we have that at 7.30 Thursday nights. And so um, small groups of people going to both of those churches, and we're excited about um, those small beginnings. That's how we started the church here in Dickinson and now have grown, of course, and bought a new building and filling that up. Today I was just so excited to see all the all the visitors there, man. There were a lot of visitors there, a lot of first-time visitors there, people uh, just from uh, different walks of life. We had a missionary there, a missionary to the United Kingdom. His his last name is Beak. He and his wife were there uh, speaking and ministering, did a great job. And so that's a little bit about how to get a hold of us. Um, and we will kind of air that throughout the week or all throughout the program, I should say. We'll be airing that because part of this program is about you getting to know us, getting to get a hold of us. My wife and I uh, moved to Dickinson 29 years ago. We started the church before that, maybe 31 years ago. So we had our 30-year anniversary. We just kind of called it our 30-year anniversary. But when we moved here, the reason we moved to Dickinson is because we did not know of a church that was emphasizing and proclaiming uh, the Acts 238 plan of salvation. Now, it seems like I talk about that a lot, and and I do try to hit on it on every program, because, um, and I, I hope that doesn't bore you, but I do try to, because it is, it is the reason we moved here. Uh, there's a lot of um, nice buildings, a lot of friendly people that go to churches all over Dickinson, North Dakota, but the Acts 238 message which I believe sums up in a nutshell what the early church practiced for salvation. And we see that. I'll read it to you. Uh, Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And so there's a lot to this. Uh, you know, really, there there really is. Um, but... Unfortunately, many churches do not preach this or teach this. And if you're going to a church that does not, I, I have a question for you. Why? Because why are you going to that church? Because Peter said you've got to repent. You've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. We talked about that last week. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, I'm going to get into this program tonight. Hey, Carl. Good to have Carl listening tonight. Just texted me. Um as I get into this, and if you are at a place where you can look at your Bible, turn to Acts chapter 2, and I'm going to read um, 39 through 47. Uh, After Acts 2.38, Peter said unto them, The promise is unto you, to your children, to all those that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about three thousand souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, and fellowship, and in breaking of bread, and in prayers. And fear came upon every every soul, and, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together, and had all things common. 
and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need, and they continuing and they continuing daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God, having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. And that's where I want us to kind of zero in tonight on verse 47. The Lord added daily to the church daily such as should be saved. Now, in this program tonight, and I was hesitant to do it on the air, I, I preached this scripture last Wednesday at our church, our local church here. And the reason I was hesitant to do it on the air, because I'm afraid people are going to be tuning in, you know, on and off, kind of like they do. And I was just hoping they would get the whole thing. But if I want you to, and I know there are people from different religious backgrounds and so on that listen to this program besides Pentecostals. So tonight for this program, I want you, you have to, to make this work, make this work, you have to assume that the Acts 2.38 message is the plan of salvation. Now I know it is, and I believe it is, but tonight if you are not sure that it is, I want you to just say, okay, Pastor Bob, um, I will, for your sake, I'll, to humor you, I will say that you have to repent, you have to be baptized in the name of Jesus, and that you should be and will be filled with the Spirit of God. Okay, now, the reason I said that, and the reason I'm building this program based on that, is because if the Acts 2.38 message is true, and this is the first time you're hearing this message, how important is this program? How important is this connection? I think it's very, very important. The the um, If there is a way that the apostles taught and preached, and let's say it has been obscured through tradition and uh, false teaching and um, uh, people just not really caring what the truth is, and it's been obscured and... Maybe you grew up going to a church. Maybe you grew up going to no church. And you've never heard what it really takes. Maybe you thought that it takes uh, believing in God to be saved, which certainly it does. But that's not all it takes. Maybe you thought that um, being a good person is what it takes to be saved. Certainly that's important. Maybe you thought loving others is what it took to be saved. Yes, absolutely. It, It does take that to be saved. But if the Acts 2.38 message is true, then how fortunate it was it was tonight that you tuned into this if you didn't know it. And if you already did know it, how fortunate it is that you found this out. You know, this, this, um, this is very, very important to know this. We are blessed if we know the plan of salvation. That doesn't mean you're saved, but you're blessed. Because you're blessed because you have an opportunity to obey it. You see, I can't run people's lives. All I can do is preach the gospel. I, I, and I'm not the judge either. And so we're going to just let God take care of that. You know, the people that have never had a chance to know this message, the age-old question, what's going to happen to them? You know, I'll tell you what, I've never attempted to answer that question on the air or anywhere because that's God's business. We're going to let God take care of that. But that's not your story, is it? Because you just heard the Acts 2.38 message. You just heard it. I just told it to you. Peter said unto them, Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You've heard this. What will you do with this message? And so tonight, um, we're going to talk about that, but I'm going to really zero in on what it means. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862.
said, stop, daddy said, what's the matter? She said, down in my soul, I feel an aching need. We gotta find ourselves together, need to intercede. Cause a boy's in trouble, I can feel the pain. So they dropped to their knees in Jesus' name. The Holy Ghost fell like a rushing wind. They were standing in the gap once again. Standing in the gap, feeling That was Greg McCool standing in the gap for me. That guy can play the guitar, can he? Boy, I got a lot of people texting. Hello to Joe, Danny, uh, the Taurus family, uh, Lori, her mom, listening, Raylene tonight. Glad to have you guys listening and all of you that are texting. Um, glad to have you texting. You can do that, 701-290-7862. Zeroing in on Acts 247 where it says, The Lord added daily to the church as such as should be saved. And here, I want to just propose to you tonight that when you hear the message, when you hear the plan of salvation, you are one of those people that should be saved. You really should. Now, I want to just, I want to just uh, take some pot shots tonight at the people that believe in the uh, predestination. I do not believe in it. It's not biblical. You can take, you can take your uh, several verses that you can find that mention predestination and and Romans and Ephesians and um, and you can try to you can try to build your little doctrine out of it but I'm just going to I'm going to just shred it right now if that's okay because it's God's desire that everyone be saved every single one and um second Peter 3:9 the Bible says God's not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance John 3.16, for God so loved all the world, not just some of the world. The Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have every have eternal life, everlasting life. God loved the world. Not just a few people in the world, not half of the world, not three quarters of the world. He loved the world, everybody. And anybody that believes can, can come to him. 1 Timothy 2, probably some of the strongest verses on this, 1 Timothy 2, 1 says, um, Paul said, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplication, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Paul said, pray for everybody. Why? Well, he goes on, for kings and for all those that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and, and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. It's God's will that all men are saved. First Timothy 2, 4. Memorize it. Mark it in your Bible. Next time you run into somebody that thinks that there's these elect, only the elect are going to be saved, maybe they'll think this verse I read in Acts 2, 47, at the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Um, you just blast it. You just take out your your um, your First Timothy gun and you just, you just load verse chapter 2 and verse 4 in there, and it says, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. 
It's God's will that all are saved. So I, I want to just lay this to rest right at the beginning. When the Bible says such as should be saved, it's not talking about this elect, elite group of people that are predestined to be saved. The, um, But what does it mean? What does it mean, those that should be saved? Well, that's what the program is about tonight, because I believe that I should be saved. After what God did for me, I should be saved. Uh, let me just tell you uh, quickly my story. I'll just make it very quick. Um, I've told it on the air many, many times. I didn't grow up as a Pentecostal. I didn't grow up knowing anything about Acts 2.38. I was not baptized in Jesus' name. I had not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I was just living my life. I I didn't know anything about the Bible. I had seen a couple movies about the Bible, uh, Samson and Delilah, the Ten Commandments. I I knew those stories. That's all I knew. I I didn't grow up in a Pentecostal home. I didn't know any Pentecostals, really. And, um, And so, but one day... Uh, a series of events began to happen in my life, and I started going down the road of, of drug addiction. I didn't intend to. I didn't start out that way. I, I um, had a better idea for my life than that. I was, as a young man, because of watching what drinking had done to my family, I decided I would never drink. And, and, um, and But I started drinking. I started using drugs. I still didn't think I had a problem until my best friend checked himself into a drug treatment center. At that point, I tried to quit. I was unable to quit. I had made I made it for three days, and I was just in total misery, and I couldn't quit. And that's when I became very miserable because I knew I was hooked. And that uh, that was for several months that this went on. You know, like I say, up till then it was all fun and games. I thought I was great. I thought I was controlling it, but I didn't realize that you can be hooked on drugs. I don't know why I didn't know that, but I didn't. And so I was in this miserable state. Um, I was. Um, you know, not wanting to be a drug addict, but I was one. And I was married. My wife was having a baby. I was in the delivery room. And in the delivery room, I felt something that I had never felt before when I saw my son being born. I came out of that delivery room, and the man that had been in this drug treatment center was there. He was my friend. And I told him I felt something in that delivery room, and he told me what you felt was God. Well, I thought, boy, that's really neat. But I really didn't quit using drugs at that point. I, uh, But I did, I was interested. I got a Bible. Uh, we had some Bibles in our home. I got a Bible, and I started, um, I started um, trying to read it. It wasn't making any sense to me. The, um, But I, I tried to read it. And then... I was uh, the next event that happened in my life during this time is I was I was using drugs of course and um, but I was also sick I had, I'd got some kind of head cold and I told my wife I'm going to the drugstore to buy some cough medicine and I went to the drugstore I bought some cough medicine and on the way home I thought I would go by this river in Valley City where we were living and smoke some pot and I did I went to this river and I started smoking pot and when I did. I heard a voice in the car, either in the car or in my head. It doesn't matter because I heard this voice. And the voice said, get out of the car and throw your pot and your drug paraphernalia in that river that you're by. Well, as soon as I heard that voice, I heard another voice saying, don't do that. That's stupid. You've tried things like that before. It doesn't work. But then the other voice, the first voice said, no, throw it in the river that you're by. Second voice said, uh, "Don't do that. Give it to your friends. Sell it. Don't, 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 don't throw it away." And I had a spiritual revelation in that car, and I began to realize this must be God speaking to me to throw my marijuana away. So I got out of the car, and that, this must be the devil telling me not to. It was just very simple. But I got out of the car, threw my marijuana in this river, and my pipe, and all those things. Well. I went home and and uh, I was very excited about this. And I, in fact, I went to a party later and I told later that week and I told some of my friends that God had told me to quit smoking pot, but I could still take other drugs like cocaine and those things, you know, because I had no idea. I had I didn't know anything about God. I didn't know anything really about the Bible. I just really didn't. And so, and so, uh, but I made up my mind during this time. 
I told my wife, Lori, I said, Lori, I would like to try a different church. And for some reason, I thought of trying the church that was on the corner of 16th and Rosser in Bismarck at that time. And we were home for the weekend, and so Lori, who was raised Catholic and always went to church, was happy that I wanted to go to church, so she said, I'll go with you. And so we were planning on going to this church that Sunday, and then I got a call from that friend of mine from the that had been the friend of mine that had been in the drug treatment center, and he told me, he said, we, my sister-in-law from Colorado is here, and she's been all over Bismarck, and she's found this church, and she wants us to go with her this Sunday, and I said, which church is it? And, and Bob said, my friend's name was Bob, he said, we'd like you and Lori to go with us, and I said, well, which church is it? He said, it's the church on the corner of 16th and Rosser. And I said, well, it's kind of funny that you would say that because we were already thinking of going to that particular church. Well, then, later on that day, I believe it was the same day, my wife got a phone call from her friend Debbie, and Debbie said, I'm getting baptized this Sunday, and I want you to come. It's at my dad's church. My dad goes to this Pentecostal church on the corner of 16th and Rosser, and he's shown me that I need to be baptized, and so I want to be baptized. And would you and Bob come? And Lori said, well, we were already thinking of going there. So we ended up going to this Pentecostal church, and that was our first connection to Pentecostal people. And there was things that happened during that service that I did not understand, and I do now, but I was completely oblivious to what was going on there. But the service touched me, and I'm not going to go into that. I'm not going to explain why, but the service really touched me. And that that coming week, my wife Lori stayed in Bismarck to take, take her state nursing board tests, and I went back to Valley City, and this girlfriend of Lori's, this friend of Lori's named Debbie, she lived in Valley City, and she said, I'll take you to the Pentecostal Church in Valley City. And I said, okay. So Debbie picked me up. This is my wife's friend, Debbie. And we went to this Pentecostal church. The pastor was a not really a pastor. The pastor that had been there had left town, kind of got discouraged, tried to start a church, left town. But there was a good man in the church, and he was trying to hold it together. And what he was doing for preaching is he was reading the Bible and commenting on the Scripture. And he read, while he was doing that, he read Acts 22 and 16. And that scripture says, um, And now, why tarriest thou, or like, what are you waiting for? Arise and be baptized, washing away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. And when he read that scripture, the same voice that spoke to me in my car to throw my pot and my pipe in the river told me I needed to be baptized. I raised my hand, asked him if he could. They had no baptismal tank. They took me out November 2nd in the um, Cheyenne River that runs through Valley City. There was snow on the on the banks, and they baptized me in the, in the little river there. Now, I think that's a phenomenal story. That's That was how my wife, my wife was baptized the following week. We've been going to a Pentecostal church ever since. Later on, we uh, a few months went by, we received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, spoke in other tongues like the Bible teaches. And now I'm a Pentecostal pastor in Dickinson, North Dakota. Well, the reason I told that whole story, and I hope you listen for it and listen to it, is because I should be saved. After that, I should be saved. Like, if God did that for me, and if God made a point to to pull me out of the world I was living in and bring me to this Acts 238 message, I should be saved. And if you're listening to me tonight and you heard this Acts 238 message, you should be saved also. I've got my grandson Abe here. This is my oldest grandson. He's 17, going to be 18 here in about a week, less than a week, just a few days, right? You'll be 18. Abe grew up knowing nothing but Pentecostal church. Abe should be saved. See, when whatever this verse means, the Lord added daily to the church such as should be saved, I'll tell you that one of the things it means is if you've heard this message, you should be saved. 
I'm going to read my texts. You can text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Abe's playing the music. If you like it, say yay, and if you hate it, say nay, but whatever, he's doing it. So stay tuned. Bob, Dickinson, North Dakota, New Life Pentecostal Church. Thanks for all the communications, and uh, happy birthday to Bruno. Bruno's listening in South Dakota. Happy birthday, Bruno. How old are you, Bruno? Are you five? I'm not sure how old Bruno is, but happy birthday to Bruno. Hey, my friend Justin's listening tonight out at the Loman Place. Good to have him listening. Brother and Sister Schreckheis in Arkansas, what an honor they're listening tonight. These are some great, great people that um, did some great things for God in Honduras, and um, and the uh, world has been blessed because they answered the call, and I'm good friends with one of their sons, so I'm glad they're listening tonight. The uh, Oh, Bruno's only four. Okay. Well, happy birthday, Bruno. The uh, Talking tonight, and I, I hope this... Uh, I hope this broadcast, I, I spoke about this a week ago Wednesday at our church and I, at the jail today, I also spoke about it. It was so intense at the jail because the guys were getting it. If the Acts 238 message is really the truth and it really is the plan of salvation, how important it is that for you to listen to it and not only that, how blessed you are that you've heard it. Whether you were born into it, raised into it, whether you heard it like I did when I was 20 years old, I'm blessed. I, I have to say that that if I decided to walk away from God right now and died lost, I think throughout eternity that I would be kicking myself and saying I should have been saved. I should have been saved. And so there, I, I don't want to, I want to explain to you and show to you the importance of the invitation to the New Testament plan of salvation and how important that is, and also that this is the grace of God. 
the invitation to come into God's church is the grace of God. That's what it is. That's what Titus means when it says the grace of God teaches us. This, uh, you know what, I, please, you know, I know that when I talk about certain subjects on this radio show that people get really upset and they think that I'm like <coughs> this hard-hearted person that doesn't believe in the grace of God. <coughs> I'm telling you, that the, it is the grace of God to tell you how to escape hell. That's the grace of God. I heard of a church one time, and, and it was named the Fire Escape Church. <laughs> I don't think I would name our church that, but it makes sense. Like, like this is the grace of God is to tell you how to get saved. And, you know, um, I, my mom is probably listening tonight. My mom listened to this radio broadcast for years and decided to be baptized in the name of Jesus. Because she saw it in the Bible. She, she, she discovered it for herself. She looked at it. You see, that is the grace of God in action. These people that think the grace of God just means people telling you you can live any old way you want to and you're okay, that's not the grace of God. The grace of God teaches us. It tells us. And so the invitation... To come into God's church is the grace of God. And when you receive that invitation, you should be saved. Luke chapter 14, uh, verses 16 through 24, we read the story of a man who had a great feast, a great supper. And he invited a lot of people. But there were people that were invited that began to make excuses and said, we can't come. Now, here's the problem with this story. No problem with the story, but the problem with these people is that they should have come because it wasn't just anybody inviting them to this great feast. It was it was a king. It was a it was a it was a great ruler. And so you better pay attention to what the invitation is for. We're not inviting you to a ball game. We're not inviting you to a Tupperware party. We're inviting you to be part of the kingdom of God and go to heaven. See, if you're driving through Dickinson right now, just listening to me on the radio, you should be saved. You, you've you heard that you need to repent, surrender your life to God, be sorry for your sins. That's what repent means. And be baptized, be immersed in water in the name of Jesus Christ. And repentance and baptism work together for the washing away or the remission of sins, the, the complete paying for of sins. And you can still receive the Holy Spirit like they did on the day of Pentecost. We are inviting you to a great wedding feast. Luke fourteen seventeen. the servant, he sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, come for all things are now ready. So, I mean, this is like the invitation that went out. And now the second invitation went out and... And he told everybody, it's time, you better get here because we're getting ready to eat. But they, at this time, now they had their first warning, they knew it was coming, they knew it was here, but they hadn't planned for it, and so they, they began to make excuse, the Bible said in Luke fourteen eighteen. One said, I, first one said, I bought a piece of ground, I gotta go look at it, I wanna be excused. The other one said, I bought five yoke of oxen, I gotta go try them out, I wanna be excused. Another one in verse 20 said, I've married a wife, Therefore, I cannot come. I mean, like, why not bring her with? Wasn't she invited or what? I mean, I, like, so here's what these people are saying to this great ruler. What's the big deal? Another wedding feast, another fancy meal. Uh, you know, you can't go to everything, right? That's what they're saying. Like, like, you right now, if you're shutting this radio show off and you've heard this Acts 238 message, that's exactly what you're saying. Like, well, you know what? I mean, there's a lot of voices out there and I already go to church. and I mean, I've already been baptized and, you know, even if it's wrong, whatever. What's the big deal? The only thing that makes it a big deal, folks, is it's not Pastor Bob inviting you to this wedding feast. It's Jesus inviting you to the wedding feast. You better pay attention to who's doing the inviting. Because this parable goes on to say that servant came and told the master what happened and the master of the house got angry and he said go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in the hither, the poor, the maimed, the halt, and the blind. 
And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways, hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you that none of those men which were bidden the first time shall taste of my supper. The same story in the book of Matthew, it says, The Lord said, So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all as many as they found both bad and good. You wonder why we go to the prisons? You wonder why we go to the jails? Well, I'll tell you one of the reasons we go is because there's people there that are willing to listen. They're willing to listen to the Acts 2.38 invitation. Uh, You know, we just baptized two ladies from a from a drug treatment center here in town a few weeks ago. You say, well, I've never taken drugs. Well, I'll tell you what, they have. But they answered the invitation. And they should be saved, and so should you. You know, this this uh, topic is very, very simple, but it's very, very, it's going to become very, very intense here in just a few minutes. Because over the years, I have watched people that should have been saved, died without at least apparently being saved. There was a man that several years ago, we were he answered an ad. I own a business, a siding and window business here in Dickinson, and he answered an ad on Craigslist. He was from Minnesota. And we met, and I hired him, and when I hired him, he said this, I know there's more to this than just me working for you. He said, God is working in my life and he's using you. This man recognized that God was in this. But I'm sad to tell you right now, this man is dead. And I never, he made a start for God, but he quit. And he died of a sudden heart attack this spring. There was a lady from our women's from our county jail who transferred to the women's prison. She got out of the women's prison, came to our church for a while, and she said and and then she quit coming. I didn't see her for a while. I was at work one morning and got a call from the Dickinson Police Department. And they said, Do you know and they told me her name? Um, her husband said she's a member of your church and she just died this morning of a drug overdose. She should have been saved. I preached her funeral. You know, this, this, um, you know, like if you, here again, this is not about Pastor Bob and his church in Dickinson. Okay, I want you to know this. This is about the message that the apostles preached. Summed up in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. That's what it's about. It's not about you belonging to our church. It's not about uh, you believing Pastor Bob's message. It's about Acts 2.38 and the Bible plan of salvation. I don't know if you're aware of this, but the Pentecostal movement is taking the world by storm. It's changing the world. Sociologists um, are, are watching it happen. They're writing books about it. I was just talking to a guy named Bobby Kilman this week. He was telling me all kinds of amazing things about this. But... If you've heard this message, you should be saved. You should be saved. You know, I, I can I can name people. I there was a there was a man there was a many years ago in Dickinson, there was a man who whose mother they were from another state, and this man and he was stationed here at the radar base, the Air Force radar base. And his mother wanted him to attend a Pentecostal church, but she didn't realize that our Pentecostal church was not the one she went to. And through a mistake, she got him to come to our church. His newlywed wife received the baptism of the Holy Ghost at home. I baptized them both in the name of Jesus. And they should be saved. Unfortunately, I haven't talked to them for a long time. You know, there, there, there was a man in this city, my youngest son. My youngest son 
was going to school up at Hope Christian Academy. He came out of the school and he put his homework in my car. I owned at that time a 1983 gun blue Buick Century diesel. There wasn't many of those made. Okay. And he put his homework in my car. My son Ben did. That's Abe's dad. The thing was that's interesting is that wasn't my car. There was another car parked near the school exactly the same as my car, a 1983 Buick Century V6 diesel. And my son Ben put his homework in that car. And because of that, my wife and I were able to teach a Bible study to the people that own that car. (coughs) And they should be saved. There was, there was a, let me, let me, I'm just telling you, the people that should be saved are the people that have had this opportunity. Don't miss this opportunity. I don't care if you don't like me. I don't care if you don't like our church. I don't know why you don't, but I don't care. I, I don't care about that. But don't miss the Acts 2.38 message. Repentance, water baptism in Jesus' name, receiving the Holy Spirit. Don't miss that. You know, there was a man, a boy, that was born in Colombia. This boy, his mother, he was he was crippled. He had polio. And his mother could not take care of him. She took him to a hospital with a note, and she dropped him off at a hospital in Colombia. He remembers it. He was just a little boy. But he remembers his mom crying and kissing him and crying and kissing him. And she said, give this note to the people in the hospital. The note said, he assumes it said, that I cannot take care of my son, would you put him in an orphanage? And this little boy, whatever he was, four years old, was put in an orphanage. And through a series of events, he he was adopted to a family up by Dunn Center, North Dakota, which is just to the northeast of us. He grew up in Dunn Center, went to school in Dunn Center, and then left home and moved to Wisconsin. He was a crippled boy. He had walkers. He had polio, and it had crippled him. When he was in Wisconsin, he was staying at a, a mobile home, and there was a fight that had broke out in the mobile home. And he got scared. I suppose he was 18 or 19, and he got scared And he went over to the neighbor's mobile home and just fell asleep on their deck, on their porch deck. That man happened to be a United Pentecostal pastor. And that's how James came in contact with the Acts 2.38 message. He should be saved. He should be saved. But the last I heard, James is in a federal prison because he would not live for God. Over and over and over. I could, if I wasn't afraid of people recognizing who I'm talking about, I would tell even more stories like that tonight. But it's not an accident that you heard about this great salvation. Maybe, like here again, this boy went from an orphanage in Columbia to a home in Dunn Center, North Dakota, to a porch of a United Pentecostal minister in Wisconsin to hear the Acts 2.38 message where he was baptized and received the Holy Ghost, moved back to Dickinson, and would not serve God. But he should have been saved. He should not have ever ended up in prison. Oh, fortunately, he's still alive. There's a man that I knew here in Dickinson that worked for me. He was a youth pastor at another church. And we worked together, and because we worked together, we discussed Acts 2.38 a lot. And through a really weird event, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm going to run out of time here just telling stories. But I've, I mean, maybe I should just tell the event. I was telling him, you need to be baptized in Jesus' name. And he was saying, I can't do that because I'm the youth pastor at a a church in town that doesn't believe that. But one day he was driving down the highway and he saw a man 
pulling across down the interstate. He pulled over and asked the man, are you okay? And the guy goes, yeah, this is a ministry I do. My wife's following behind me in a motorhome. Well, this friend of mine invited this cross-pulling guy to his home for the weekend. They were in his home, and my friend said, I'm really struggling living for God. I've got a pornography problem, and I'm just really struggling. And this guy from Utopia, Texas, looked at my friend and said, Have you ever considered being baptized in the name of Jesus? And my friend said, Well, I've got a boss that I work for that talks to me about it all the time. Well, this man ended up being baptized in the name of Jesus. And he should be saved. And as far as I know, he is right now. There's way more to the story than I'm going to tell about that one, though. Because some really terrible things happened in between. You know, if you're a backslider listening tonight, and you know this Acts 238 message, what is your hang-up? Like, what, what are you, why are you holding back? Will you spend eternity in hell with this question in your mind, I should have been saved? Like, what God did for me? Like, I told you my story, and Danny thanked me for telling my story. I, I, I can tell it a lot longer. I can add a lot of more detail, but that's the basic story. Don't you think that's an amazing story? I mean, God speaking to a, a drug addict in his car, throwing the drugs out the window, 40 years of sobriety later. You know, I mean, don't you think that's kind of a neat story? But you know what? Your story's no less than that. God... Don't discredit the connection. Don't discredit the invitation. This is not an accident that you're listening to this program tonight. And it's not an accident that you've heard this message. You know, it's not. It's not an accident that my son threw his homework in your car. It's not an accident that you were in my prison ministry. And you heard this Acts 238 message. It's not an accident. What are you going to do with it? There was a man in my prison ministry. I'm going to run out of time, Abe, but you know, you'll know you still have to get in your little deal sometime in here. But He, um, he was in my prison ministry. He got out of jail and um, had a Bible study for a period of time, quit coming to church. I got a phone call one Sunday afternoon. Is this Pastor Bob? I go, yes. My son... This, this was the boy's father. He said, my son just woke up from a coma. He's in the hospital. He was calling your name. The first thing he said is, i got to talk to Pastor Bob. I go up to the hospital, and here's the story. This man, three days earlier, his girlfriend was sleeping. She heard the dog barking in the kitchen. She went out to investigate and found the dog sitting on this man's chest, and he wasn't breathing. He had overdosed on drugs. She couldn't get him going. She got 911. They got him going. He was in a coma for three days. He woke up, and he was okay. And he did make, for a period of time, did make an effort to serve God. But I just heard that things aren't going so good for him now. He should be saved. It wasn't a dog that saved his life. It was God that saved his life. You see, it's no accident that your brother knows the Acts 2.38 message. It's no accident that that um, not only listening to this program tonight, but whatever, you know, the, the people listening to me tonight are just, you know, there there is so much to this. You should be saved, but if you're not, what's stopping you? What happened? Like Paul told the Galatians in Galatians 5 and 7, you did run well, but who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? You see, there's a song, part of the song said, I started out to win this race. And that's that's my, I, I, that's, I'm proclaiming that today. I know people that heard about this Acts 2.38 message in prison. And they're serving God in prison. <clears throat> they are among the most lucky people in the world. If there's such a thing as luck. Let me just say they're among the most blessed people in the world. To hear this Acts 2.38 message. If it took going to prison to hear it. 
And be, and here again, humor me. If it takes this message to go to heaven, then you're blessed, no matter how how you heard it. You're blessed. No matter what circumstances God used to get a hold of you, you're blessed. And here again, maybe you were just born in a Pentecostal home. You're blessed. You heard the message. I'm going to finish up this with a scripture, maybe another scripture. Abel, why don't you give out some info on how to, what to do here this week? Well, we are from New Life Pentecostal Church, and you are welcome to come and join us. We're located at 501 Elks Drive in Dickinson, North Dakota. And um, Sunday school is at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings. And at 11 o'clock is the worship service. And we would love to have you join us for that. Also on Wednesday night, there's a worship service at 7.30. And that's the New Life Pentecostal Church, 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. If you'd like to get a hold of Pastor Bob Simons, you can call him or text him. His cell phone number is 701 790-7862 290-7862 or you can email him his email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com if you are from the beach area and you'd like to go to Pentecostal Church over there every Tuesday night um, at the Beach Community Center there's a service at 730 and that's in Beach at the Beach Community Center every Tuesday night at 730 also in Bowman there's a daughter work there as well and that's on every thursday night at seven thirty as well and that's also in the bowman community center so uh i'm sure they'd love to have you join them for that um this is a tell it like it is radio broadcast if you'd like to be a part of it um text pastor bob simons his cell phone number again is 701-290-7862 all right, I appreciate everybody listening tonight and all the texting that came in. Uh, that uh, I appreciate that. I'm just, um, you know, just making one point tonight and just keep. I'm just hammering it. Okay, I'm just over and over and over again. But if there's only one way to be saved, and if there's only one plan of salvation, if that's true, how did you hear it, and what did you do with it? Like, it, did it become a treasure to you? You know, many people, there's an old saying, one man's junk is another man's treasure. Some people could care less about what I'm talking about tonight. They, they could care less about it. Like, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not um, saying I'm better than these people. I'm just saying, but these people, it does not mean a thing to them. If they accidentally tuned on to the, into this radio station, they would turn it off so fast because they're like, I have no interest in that. It means nothing, but it means a whole lot to me. Like, I believe that when I was told for the first time that I could repent of my sins, that I could be baptized in the name of Jesus, and those two things working together would be work for the forgiveness of my sins, I was so happy because I knew I was a sinner And I was so happy. I read it right in the Bible, right in black and white. I read it right for myself. And I thought, here we go. I'm going to go to heaven. I mean, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, you're supposed to cry when you repent. But the first time I read this, and the first time I saw this, I got this stupid grin that I couldn't hardly erase for the next several months. And I'm I'm not trying to exaggerate. I had a grin on my face because I kept thinking, wow. Of all the people to find this, I did. Like it was like finding a treasure to me. And you know what? It still is. Like if I'm full of cancer, I just turned 60 a few weeks ago. If if I was full of cancer and I found out about it and they said you got two weeks to live, I'd feel bad. I'd really, I really kind of would like to watch my grandkids grow up and stuff and our church is going so good, I'd like to stay the pastor there. But... I'm telling you, the way I feel, I feel like I've got a really good deal in this life so far. I mean, if it was over, I feel like if if I found out it was going to be over tonight, that part of me, even though I'd be sad about some things, I got the greatest wife ever, I'd really be sad about that. 
And she might as well stay single because she'll never find a guy as good as me, right? <laughs> I'm just joking. But you see, I feel like part of me would be like, wow, 60 years and I found the Acts 238 message? So I'm blessed. Like I'm blessed. If there's such a thing as luck, Pastor Bob, I've, I've thought of having my name legally changed to Brother Lucky. I have. I've, I've thought of it. Because I feel that way. I feel like of all the people, not only did I get a, a spiritual awakening, but I got, I got tied into the apostolic truth. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1. <clears throat> Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. What things? Things like I'm telling you tonight about Acts 2.38. You need to listen to it. You need to pay attention to it. This isn't Bob inviting you. It's God inviting you. Lest at any time we should let them slip. In other words, pay attention to what God is telling you. And in verse 3 of Hebrews 2, it says this. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. In other words, Jesus talked about it in the Gospels, and then the apostles talked about it in the rest of the New Testament. How will you escape if you don't pay attention to this great salvation? Lord Jesus, tonight, as I close this program, Lord, even if it's just one person that gets it tonight, I mean, if they just get it, God, that's my prayer that they understand that it's a blessing, it's the grace of God, that that they've heard this message, this Acts 2.38 message. God, I pray for them tonight. I pray that they will follow through with it, because if they've heard it, if they've understood it, they should be saved. Lord, and I pray that you would add them to your church. In the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for listening. I'm out of time. Hope it made sense. Uh, Come and see us at church this week. God bless, folks. I'll be back, Lord willing, for another Tell It Like It Is radio show next Sunday night at 8.06 Mountain Time.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.